to the Free League Publishing Twitch channel. Tonight we have episode one of Alien Desolation's Edge. I am Pete from Garblag Games, and I am Mother. Hello, and I'll be playing Captain Yuri Kuznetsov. Uh, hi, I'm Roger, and I am playing Herman Schneider, the pilot. Hi everyone, I'm Dan and I'm playing Makovsky and I am the engineer. I'm Simon and I'm playing Horatio and I'm a, a biologist. <laughs> Hello, I'm Lewis and I'm playing Carlos Romero Solaris, the marine. <laughs> Excellent, great. So, thank you everyone for joining us and before we begin and our players tell you a little bit about their characters, we just have a few messages. Thank you very much to Matt and the people at Free League Publishing for allowing us to wreck their channel with some of our crazy British role-playing. Um, this is going to be a lot of fun. We are going to be here on Thursdays throughout November, um, hopefully finishing a four-part uh, adventure that I have cooked up called Desolation's Edge. This forms part of a wider alien universe that I am creating. Uh, we've already had one four-parter that had eight episodes um, uh, <laughs> over on the Car Black Games channel, uh, which you can actually uh, check out now on our YouTube channel. If one of my players who's in the Twitch stream could whack up our youtube.com forward slash Garblad games link that would be awesome that's called lv832 or zero prospect uh, as i i want to I, I should have called it that from the beginning but I, I i didn't quite go for it anyway tonight we're going to be uh doing some uh fun stuff with the upp slightly different from the normal angle of being see i did that and then i got told off for posting links now Oh, did you? Oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to so get kicked much. off the channel. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Please don't kick us off. <clears throat> so. I'll be good. What I do with all of my sci-fi horror shows, and we've done some Mothership, we've done some Alien, is I create a little background for each of our players and their characters. We have a bit of a chat about what they want to play. And then I create some special background information for the scenario and everyone gets their a physical description which they can input in uh, that the common knowledge about their character that the other players and characters would know and then there is some secret knowledge that they should probably keep to themselves and then they have a goal uh, and i know in alien games they have kind of act based goals what I like to do is give a kind of overriding goal and the secret knowledge kind of acts a little bit um, as a as an interim. Already they're looking at their secret knowledge and sort of going, what does that mean? Uh, oh, ooh, that, ooh, that's uh, interesting. Uh, but what we're going to do is we're going to go round and each of the players is going to read out their physical description and their common knowledge for their character. And we are going to start with the captain of the ship, Yuri Kuznetsov. So the physical description, I'm a tall, grizzled Russian, quite heavy set, with possession of a beard that looks like an angry badger clinging onto my face. <laughs> my uniform is decorated with many, many patches, some from past missions, others just to repair holes. But everyone has a story. Uh, I also like to keep the temperature on the ship down to conserve energy. So a lot of the time I'll be wearing my parka inside the ship as well. 
Uh, I'm the captain of the Cherenkov and the loyal comrade of the Union of Progressive Peoples. I've served 30 years in the Navy, 15 of them aboard the Cherenkov, and I've known Schneider for some time because he's been a pilot on the ship before. My grim acceptance of the way of the world has never sugarcoated the truth for my crew. Excellent. Thank you, Ben. Uh, Roger, if you would like to talk about Schneider, the pilot. Okay, so uh, Schneider is a six-foot-tall German uh, with a medium build and a well-tended moustache with a strong head of hair. Uh, He's always seen wearing a green underlayer of his compression suit and goes wherever he does, and he always has a flight helmet to hand. Uh, He is a career pilot. He specialises in small spacecraft, and he trained with the UPP Navy and was part of a successful prospector collective several years ago. In his first tour in the Navy, he served under Cap- uh, Captain Kuznetsov, and he is a um, who considers him a competent captain, and he has his loyalty. Um, my skill has gotten us through some serious scrapes, and my current crew trusts my piloting completely. Mm. Not okay. rubbing it in at all, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so hey. over to uh, Dan and. Makovsky, otherwise Makovsky. probably known as Mac, um, and viewers of our previous show will, will know why. <laughs> Hi all, I am, I'm Thomas Makovsky, and uh, <clears throat> I'm a tall, strong Russian, like iron. Uh, picture Dolph Lundrum in his glory days in the Rocky. Um, that's about as far as I'm going to go with my Russian. Um, so I work, I'm often working on machinery and carrying tools around. My job is to kind of tend to the working Joe 238 keeping him working because he um, apparently cleans the toilets i got told before the show so uh, <laughs> i've got to keep him working otherwise i've got to do it um i'm a tech i'm a technical expert i've been assigned to the uh Cherenenkov for two years uh, after the last ship uh, technician died i'm not sure how he died so that's worrying in itself lack of oxygen to the brain oh that's okay that's fine then <laughs> i don't have a brain it's fine uh part of my duties involve obviously repairing 238 to make sure he's working everything he's very crude but he, we use him to explore the environments and dangerous areas that we don't really want to go to <clears throat> and i've been asked by the upp frontier governor to come here and uh check the working joe units of zorlisk station that's my counter zorilsk yep okay uh simon if you can give us a rundown on your character. I've forgotten how cool this was. <laughs> God. Don't read out your secret knowledge, your secret information. <laughs> I'm young. What happened? Uh, a young, brilliant scientist, slender frame. I am six foot one inch tall. Um, due to extended periods of microgravity, uh, I keep my, I don't keep my hair tied up anymore. Um, I keep my hair unfurled. Um, and my glasses have a safety cord attached to them. Um, as a child, I was considered a prodigy studying in the finest universities in New Kiev. Um, I apparently I did some stuff with chess. Um, I'm conducting experiments on the effects of microgravity on the bee population on this ship. Uh, and basically, I've got a lab, and it's cool. <laughs> If I find one more bee in the sandwich, I'm going to be very impressed. Solaris is uh, tall and athletic and has that kind of continuous focus there of an experienced soldier. Uh, He continuously wears his personal armor and almost always has his gun around him unless he's sleeping or working out. 
he used to be part of the space operating force and trained in all forms of combat. Uh, so he's pretty badass, but uh, served in the outer systems war between the United Americas and the UPP and distinguished himself in battle several times, but was unfortunately discharged from that service for questioning one of his leaders. Uh, whilst walking around the ship, he loves to share almost all of his war stories with everyone, probably not at the best of times. Uh, and he kind of feels like they lack a bit of combat experience that he's trying to build up in them by telling them how things really go down, especially Horatio and Snyder, who seem like they're probably not going to be much help in the firefight. And uh, yeah, Solaris is here to resolve the issue with the prospectors and investigate what they found. Excellent, excellent. Right, so... Bear with me one moment. Oh, my computer's just playing up again. So, you are all members of the crew on the um, Cherenkov. And I think we uh, should talk about your sixth member of the crew, uh, who is the Working Joe 238. Um, the, the UPP don't see artificial life forms in the same way as the other advanced cultures. They believe that they are not um, sentient creatures. They are merely tools and um, robots, not uh, artificial people, as some of them prefer to be called. And you have one on board your ship, which is there for maintenance duties, for hazardous um, environments, uh, and for other such things like cleaning the toilet that you, uh, you you want to get him to do or painting the outside of the hull, uh, whatever it may be. Worker jo working Joes are fairly simplistic, uh, strong androids that have a thick blue rubber skin over them. So they deliberately look unhuman uh, so they can't be mistaken for humans. And it's a selling point that the Siegs and company um, advertise them with by sort of making out you're not going to get you know spied on or tricked by a, 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 a synthetic hiding aboard your your crew or in your business or whatever so you have a working Joe on board the ship <clears throat> the Cherenkov is a Navy salvage vessel a large huge ship um, kind of similar size to the Nostromo um, and it has Instead of four tall towers standing up, it has four large prongs that come out the front. Uh, these themselves have an interior uh, that you can walk down. And these four prongs are there so you can surround perhaps an asteroid or a derelict ship or something of that nature uh, and lock it into a magnetic field, uh, clamp it down with um, grapples and then to take it away and salvage it from any kind of hazardous environment it might be in. This is obviously a slow process. Your ship is sent around the fringes of space to explore um, and find on the lead of the frontier governor uh, anything that they, they see as interesting. And we begin with the, sh the, the Cherenkov sliding into view on the camera the 
vastness of space behind it, the twinkling stars, and this huge ship drifting through space appears slowly, glacial, achingly painful for the viewer. And the camera pans down slightly and to the left, and around and beyond it there is a glittering star system. A fairly simple one with uh, a single star in the middle uh, and three planetary bodies, a small inner body and two gas giants. The remarkable thing about this system is there are large debris fields floating between the orbits of all the planets, strangely locked within them. And you have been sent to investigate a prospector's guild at Zorilsk Station, which is based in this system. The camera goes inside the ship and it pans across through the interior of the vessel, empty corridors, blank screens firing to into life, green text appearing on them. Every computer, every station, every device in here has got some logo torn off, ripped off, sawn off. Everything here is uh, re-engineered and reuse parts from somewhere else. The Cherenkov has not only salvaged things for others, but for itself as well. And there is that strange dust everywhere, that, that uh, sparkly dust, uh, electrostatically charged, sort of lining things. And the camera pans through uh, a, a, a training room with a gym, uh, with uh, sort of locked away in a cabinet, you can see various bits of equipment. Um, the, the camera keeps going through a strange laboratory where there are large machines, readouts all dark. Everything looks slightly cobbled together. There are strange balsa wood boxes. And here, if we had ears in this room, we may hear a faint buzzing. We go on and we pass by a blue android walking down a corridor towards a, some conduit or pipe or something that's venting some gas and it has a sort of basic toolkit with it and it goes over and starts doing something. And then the camera keeps going as we come round to the door to a cryo chamber and suddenly the room blooms into uh, a, a strangely autumnal golden colour and the door opens for the cameraman and you go uh, <laughs> and it goes in uh, don't know if you noticed that on alien um and um the the pods around the room start to um brighten and there are actually two banks of six they are not all used only five of these pods are in use currently and uh, they start to gl glow and the people within them start to stir. Um, who's got the highest? Uh, what's everyone's strength plus stamina? I'm not going to make you roll because making you roll might make you panic and that would be a bit harsh by the beginning. Three. It's probably four. Oh, oh, oh eight, eight. 
Okay. Right. Well, it's not going to be Horatio. It's not going to be Horatio. <clears throat> Mac, you shake your, you sort of, <clears throat> once again, once again, you're coming out of cryosleep and you, uh, to the one side, as you kind of open your eyes, you can see the lockers within which you put your kind of coveralls and everything. Uh, before you you got into your nice comfy bed it's a bit cold in here it's really cold colder than normal um and you kind of as your feet touch down on the metal deck you slowly everyone starts to wake up around the room the captain is next uh awakening then solaris uh schneider starts stirring and horatio is last you you all know that occasionally horatio has um hacked the cryo chambers to let him out occasionally to check on his bees so maybe he had a bit of uptime and uh needed a bit of a lion he's a few minutes after you as you guys are all putting your your gear on and uh dressing <clears throat> the morning crew Welcome to another beautiful day in the UPP. Da, Captain. Morning, everyone. Yeah, please wear out of those things. It is morning, isn't it? I will look at, I'm assuming, a watch of some kind. What is that? Space time. The shipboard time is yes, um, It's actually early afternoon. It's the afternoon, Captain. Oh, we are wasting the day. Quick, get dressed. We need to get to work. That's it's a... very cold. Maybe I get working jaw to get heating working again. No, leave the heating alone. What, you want me to fetch your slippers for you? Cherenkov <laughs> oh. is Russian ship. We can handle the cold. We are made of sterner stuff than this. You, you then hear footsteps. Doom, 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 doom. Coming up the corridor, and there's an alien. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm all dead. And you're all dead. First episode. No, and and um, two three eight comes around the corner, and he's got a in one hand a large jug of coffee, and in the other hand a set of uh, plastic cups. Uh, and he walks in and goes, "Good afternoon, sirs." Hey, Joe. What do you know? You always know a working Joe. Ah, coffee. Sick of And I will reach my hand out to take a cup. Master Mac, I am repairing a leaking vent on this floor. And it turns around and starts walking back towards the door. You remember vaguely that you gave him an order that when you woke up you should bring him he should bring you some coffee. Always good to have coffee. And he pours himself Mac pours himself a coffee. <laughs> Keep thinking like this, you will earn promotion. Slowis is just checking the pulse rifle, make sure the mag's full. It was waiting there in the in the locker for him. Yeah. Yep, it's there. It's ready. It's, Max equipping uh, himself, and you see him get out of this wrench that looks like it's about a million years old. Like, and that, and that's considering this is all '80s tech gear. This this wrench is old. Like, you see Mac pick it out with some reverence, and he slides it into his little tool belt. I best go check what worker two three eight is fixing. I'll get up. Yeah, get dressed. Pop on ship's coveralls, Parker. Okay, 
Cool. So you Actually, start... imagine you look like one of those Russian submarine captains right now with the big yeah. coat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite so uniform as that. <laughs> so you um you all get ready and you have a kind of central you know it's a it's a meeting slash dinner slash rec room style chamber um with a large table actually big enough for 12 people um and you are kind of sitting around one end of it or however you may may want to uh as in here you have most of your um easy to hand food you know in in cabinets and computer systems for uh, checking messages and things. Uh, the bridge is a slightly further away area, uh, which you can head to if you want to, um, uh, and there would be, you know, more um, sensor readouts and those kinds of things. Where would people like to go? Solaris, hit up some protein blocks while I check where we are. Yep, no problem. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. I once went without for a full combat round, and you don't want to do that. No. Oh, I'm really sorry. I must go and check engine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to ensure we've arrived where we're supposed to, Captain. Solaris is also probably just going to walk off telling the story as he goes, whether anyone's Perfect. listening or not. Perfect. Go check on some uh, hydroponics. And uh, make sure the bees haven't got anywhere that, um, that's going to get me shot on the spot. Summarily executed for escape bees. <laughs> there, the, every time you 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 go and check on all your little balsa boxes, a few seem to have got into new nooks and crannies that you didn't think that they would have been able to. Um, and sometimes you have to sort of uh, lure them back. Um, with various I, I, I ways, shall, I shall stash little little flowers and plants around the place to uh, encourage to go to new places and annoy new crew members. <laughs> I find one more bee in protein block. There is going to be hell to pay. Uh, Solaris is going to check every block that's been through this before. <laughs> Please. What's the UPP equivalent of mother? Um, they probably have an Apollo on their on their ship, actually, which is an older crapper, uh, crapper version of a mother. Okay, well, I'll punch it a couple of times to fire it up and. Okay. Check it out, Matryoshka. <laughs> so, <laughs> you uh, start accessing the systems, and up comes a uh, a, a message from your governor your frontier governor. Um, greetings, comrade. You have amazing opportunity to find new riches for the UPP and help a proud group of prospectors in GL914. Please head there, ascertain why they have not undertaken their weekly equalization sessions and report back. Okay, well, we have already headed there. Why is he telling us to head there now? It just, just to seems to be a follow-up message just to ensure. Time. But yes, okay. <clears throat> and you bring up your system uh, charts. Uh, so just switching over to the map view for the, for the viewers. 
big um, heavy mechanical keyboard punching <laughs> yeah with those weird symbols on that i could, yeah. just can't figure how would you know what you, anyway <clears throat> and what you can see is this system and i shall describe it to you now here is the um star uh, gl914 the locals you've heard refer to this system as desolation because of the vast swathes of what looks like destruction throughout it. Um, Odinoki is this small, crappy, rocky planet uh, down in the uh, in the inner system. And you get the sense that they don't really uh, go down there all that much. Uh, sorry, I just need to sort out my... my uh, Captain, your protein bar. Um, Thank you, Solaris. Then there's an asteroid belt, uh, which you can see is this thicker dotted line. Uh, and then I've marked out the orbits of the two gas giants, Topka and Besna. Um, <laughs> um, and between them and throughout the system, there are, you can't really tell much about them from here and there's you know some metallurgical information coming up um it's uh it's it's metallic you you thought it might register as mostly ice if it was asteroids but it seems to be largely metallic there is some um ice in there but from here you don't really have much information you've you've been given some um documentation on the station, the crew, and the um, what they're doing here, and what they've found in, and what they've reported in their their initial equalization sessions, but uh, nothing has been reported back in the last few weeks, and therefore uh, this being quite an important and top secret location, this hasn't been registered with the ICC. Um, you have been sent to go and see what's happening and maybe some more experienced salvage team could uh, help them figure out whatever problem they seem to be having. Um, Zorilsk station is on a moon orbiting Topka, which is a large red gas giant. Uh, and the, the moon is an icy butt habitable there is a very thin breathable atmosphere you probably need uh breathers breathing mask to go outside breather masks and and thick coats uh not full pressure suits it's a large moon of a large gas giant and you are um you kind of come into this into the this marker will indicate your large ship, the Cherenkov. <clears throat> now, as you come in, there is a very strange set of readings coming across the, um, the the gravity sensors, the graviton sensors that you have. <clears throat> and and to you, Kuznetsov, you're kind of like, uh, don't know what that really means. Not for Schneider to look at. Um, well, I, I went to the bridge to look mm -hmm. at what was going on. Can I okay. check the readings? Yeah, yeah, you can have a look at that. Um, make a... Oh, here we go. First roll. 
How badly can you screw it up, Rog? Uh, so you could do an observation roll or a pilot roll. You'll learn different things depending on what you do. Oh, okay. So I have to pick. <laughs> yes, you have uh, to pick. All right. Well, I will go with that one. One. Piloting. Okay. So, um, you were in a prospector collected mm-hmm. before, weren't you? I was. <clears throat> this to you looks like really strangely large pockets of uh, gravity fields, uh, like like you would you would see near uh, planets, you know, gravitational fields, but dotted throughout the debris fields. Um, so there's kind of large readings and fluctuations going on. Uh, you think flying through those areas in your big ship would be the worst idea you possibly could come up with. Luckily, you do have two lander vehicles, which you also use as kind of salvage collection and drop-off type things. And they're big enough to hold sort of 20 people with crates, you know, the big big style things. Um and you 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 can see that this whole system is just kind of rippling with this kind of gravitic eddies. Maybe that's what's keeping them in those areas. Okay, so I know where they are though. Yeah, generally wherever there's a big debris field, you're you've got um strange gravity um effects to deal with. Okay, I'll basically mark all of those on the map. So Okay. I'm aware that they're there. Sure. Um, I'm assuming I can't make observation as well to see anything else. No, that's what you can tell from it. Okay. So another person could make an observation roll um, if they wanted to. Um, okay. So Kuznev, Kuznetsov, Schneider, and Solaris, you're on the bridge? Yep. I was handing out food. Okay. Will appear on the bridge. Okay. With with a with a uh, a flask of of my newest brewed um, honey vodka, more commonly known as mead. Okay. Okay. I shall I shall plunk it down in front of the captain and wait for him to have a taste and give me his opinion on my newest my newest <laughs> formula. <laughs> I see everyone else has got an agenda in this and Simon's got his own. He's doing setting up a brewing company. And, that's, yeah. and, and, and Captain is very well aware I will not move from this spot until he has tasted and told me it's amazing. I shall taste said vodka. <laughs> it's very sweet. <laughs> yes, it is very sweet. Have you considered making with honey. without honey? In a traditional um, way, the way grandma made it. I don't have any potatoes. I'm sorry. I just don't have potatoes. It's okay. I mean, it's not the worst thing I have ever drunk, but um, it's a little fruity and um, maybe more suited to United Americans. Excellent. <laughs> yes. So you try the mead, the the honey vodka, as you like to call it. Um Mainly to get your compatriots to drink it, I am assuming. And Horatio, uh, do you know much about gravity? I know lots about gravity. 
good. Go and help um, Schneider. Schneider, what do you need to know about gravity? I thought you'd know all about gravity being a pilot in space. I will explain about the uh, pockets of gravitic mm-hmm. anomalies uh, to Horatio. And so... Well, we can't take the we can't take the big ship around these. We'll have to take the landers to get where we're going. Is there anything else you think I need to know? Hang on, hang on. It's just finding the the button. Hey, the problem I have is I can't actually read because I have to turn the screen off to get the other screen. <laughs> <laughs> you failed miserably. It's, okay. it's all right. You yeah. can't read in this yeah. either. Yeah, it's, okay. it, you're too you're too far out, and the Cherenkov at the moment is not you know. Uh, warmed up enough <laughs> for the sensors to be um, functioning, and and it's not it's not really um, designed for that kind of uh, scanning. Effectively, the the kit that you have in the on the Cherenkov. But you confirm what what um, Schneider was telling you that there are strange pockets, gravity fields throughout the debris, um, but um, you can't get any more information. I shall calm the rest of the crew. Scratchy rubbish calm. Attention crew, attention crew. Solaris has heated up protein bar just like mother used to make. Free of bees. We are approaching desolation system GL914. Come for meeting in common room. Okay. You all gather in the common room. We do a little cut. Take the protein bars. And you're all you're all there, sitting around. It's um, the lighting is not great. Yeah, someone's smoking, so it's kind of drifting around the table. There's a remnants of an old poker game kind of shuffled off to one side, uh, and uh, uh, some some depressing Russian literature that the captain insists on keeping various books on a shelf to one side. Um, it's important to broaden your mind with literature, <laughs> which is why I have a collection of 10 most miserable Russian novels in history. It's a hard to pick just 10. <laughs> um, and you bring up on a screen the, the system and you uh, have get a transmission being broadcast to you. Oh, Pete, we've got a question about um, channel oh. points. Okay. Is Pete allowing channel points for sixes and pushes? Oh, ah, this is a good question. Because free league channel points work slightly different to ours, don't they? Is Pete allowing channel points for sixes and pushes? Um, I think on the free league you can use pushes. channel point to... Pushes, uh, that's like a reroll, basically, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll do pushes. Yeah, sorry, Asheradel, your channel points don't transfer. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to spend them. Anyway, okay. Um, sorry, viewers. On the Garblag Games channel, we uh, the Garblag Groats you can spend to give players a re-roll in sort of any of our shows, and we kind of figure out how that works depending on the system that we're using. So in this, we, we do a free push um, uh, effectively. Um, so yes, if you want to use your channel points to give someone a push, then you can do. Um, so one of my 
players will have to um what we tend to do is sort of let people buy them for them ahead of time so that they can use them and also it, it gets rid of the delay on the twitch uh channel because it's hard for us to to see it when you do it sometimes um cool okay so yeah a communication is being broadcast to your vessel your vessel okay let bring that up in UPP points push you <laughs> okay um the the screen is a it's a it's a video um conversation and a uh, a blue-faced android appears UPP registration ident now this is Captain Kuznetsov of Cherenkov vessel for salvage coming to speak with command at Zorilsk station. Why are you manning console, Joe Robot? I am on sentry duty. Uh, you can see now from your systems that this communication is coming to you from a uh, an, an asteroid um, that's drifting um, a further out of an orbit of, of Topka. Okay, well, ship and crew ident is attached to this transmission. Thank you. We are sent by local governor to come and assist. I shall inform Samiradov of your arrival. Good, good. Thank you. Excellent. I shall stand down cannons and communication ends. Thank you. Well, that's always good news. Nobody being shot by cannon this morning, this afternoon. Anyway, gentlemen, uh, welcome to GL914 system. Uh, we are here to speak with command at Zorilsk station to see why they have not been carrying out equalizations. Looks like an interesting station. There is some wacky gravity thing. Uh, Lots of metal in orbit, so probably quite valuable. This mission is uh, secret, not top secret, just regular secret. Uh, we have not informed imperialist control of prospecting this far out. So we are just going to see if there is any kind of problem going on with equalization, maybe help out prospectors. We have big ship with big prongs. As you are starting to scan the system a bit more um, intensely and sort of putting your active sensors rather than your kind of passive, you know, is anything about to crash into me? Is there anything big gravitic? Is there anything big metal? But kind of active sensors sweeping across the system. You start to pick up a series of small craft um, around uh, from their energy signatures largely and they are dotted around the system I don't know if you can see those now guys the little yeah. blue ones yeah. little blue ones yep uh, Captain we appear to have energy signatures these will be prospector ships and one, uh, one is actually landed on the uh, at Zorosk station 
And another one nearby is flying in to land uh, at the station. And um, you got you get another communication this time from the station itself. Hello, Torelsk Station. This is Kuznetsov, Captain Cherenkov. Uh, Captain Vessel. Uh, this is uh, Fedor Smirnov. Um, uh, Comrade Smirnov, good to good to hear your voice. Um, is there a problem? Is there a problem? Regional Governor has asked us to fly by. Yes, yes. Check we, on you. Fyodorov and Zander have not turned up to last three meetings. That is not very communal of them. And we are unable to perform equalization session without them. What is crew complement of Zorilsk Station? Six. Klimova, Veshnyakov, Nazarova, Fyodorov, Zander. Well, if you are missing one third of crew, you cannot equalize. I sympathize, comrade. Uh, we're here to help in whatever way we can. I'm not sure we can bring Cherenkov into station because of gravity fields, but we have two landing craft. I'm, I'm, I am landing and walking to. To station now. You realise that this is coming from the ship that's just touched down, not the one that had already landed. Is the station capable of supporting me and my crew? Yes. Yes. We can Very well. support 40. Then we shall fly over and meet with you. Excellent. In a few hours. I will give you a calm when we are on underway. He kind of ends the communication in a very kind of matter-of-fact way. Good. Like him. <laughs> you no, you hang up. No, you hang up. You know, um, Kuznetsov, that these guys are prospectors. So oh, they they're are... fiercely independent. They will go out to the bum end of space and not talk to anybody for eight, ten years at a time. Exactly. So them not, not appearing for three weeks isn't kind of completely uh, weird, but in such a close-knit secret location, you'd think people would stay more in contact. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be a problem, Captain? No, no. It seems pretty simple. Um, we have two missing guys not turning up for equalization meetings. I imagine that they are probably suffering. You know what it's like with ship. They probably have some damage to ship, are stuck on an asteroid somewhere and just need someone to go and give them a lift. So we'll take the lander out. We'll see what problem is, fly around a little bit, pick them up, take them back, equalization meeting, and then be on our way with souvenir from the journey. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. I'm going to um, look at the data we've just received for the gravity wells mm -hmm. and, uh, and spend some time actually properly like looking at it. Okay, cool. Right. So you can you can spend, if you want to, the journey down to Zorilsk Station, kind of reading into it and researching it yeah. a bit. Okay. Um, okay, people, you know the drill. I want uh, tactical assimilation by 
Twenty hundred hours, assholes and elbows. No problem, Captain. Okay. So, we cut to the lander vessel. Are you taking A or B? I think we know what the answer is here. <laughs> we are taking the B. <laughs> Lander B. Don't um, want to have to be rescued by bees. <laughs> flies out of the out of Cherenkov, which it, it you know these Cherenkov is a huge ship. It's the kind of thing that you just kind of park. Every time you say that, the Red Dwarf theme plays in my head. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. No, um, no, just the slow intro bit. You know, oh, the bit that actually makes it sound like it's going to be serious for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you get into your little lander. Uh, which you think is some sort of three-world empire recovered vessel, um, Schneider, from the look of it, uh, when you start flying it. Luckily, you're you're quite used to dealing with various different types of small spacecraft, and you actually feel more comfortable in flying the lander because it's just you flying. On the Cherenkov, you often have to, you know, it's something that you, you pilot by team, almost you know and, and a couple of you will plot things and chart things and figure out calculations and do the math and all that kind of stuff whereas in the lander you're flying you know it's that kind of thing um so um i assume you're going to go around the uh debris field um, yes i'm gonna know because i know the locations of the gravity uh disturbances mm -hmm. i will fly around around them yeah i assume you're going to go this side of it and then to conserve delta v, uh, fly round to this location. Let's have a let's have a piling roll, um, <laughs> just for your you know just to the ease of the journey and how you you know how you get there. Yeah, yeah, fine, perfectly serviceable uh, bus ride. Um, I take a stack of crap magazines with us as well. Sure, I mean they're probably a good two years out of date anyway because they're on our ship but <laughs> if that yeah it's better than what they've got on Zorilsk. yeah yeah absolutely okay cool so you've got some um honey vodka and some porn mags with you uh, i no, never sorry. said that i said <laughs> sorry, sorry. You yes, i should have said at the beginning of the show as well this is a show for <laughs> mature, mature audiences, audiences but with immature players um okay so you fly down towards uh topka um, this huge red and yellow, amber, brown banded gas giant looks like sort of wreaths of flame going around it. So intricately interwoven are these, ga are these storm clouds. Great bands going around it. And it's vastly impressive as you sort of head down towards this little, by contrast, this little icy... Um, sphere that seems to be has a little ejector tail behind it as its struggling atmosphere tries to cling on to this small world and you can see as you arrive here yeah, above this little icy world two ships parked next to a, um, a research salvage prospector facility which seems to be mostly buried um, with a few parts of it poking up above the ice um, and 
there are marked out with um, beacons, uh, landing pads, which are kind of brushed slabs of ice, um, which, you know, it, that's where you land. And as you come down, you can see that the two vessels that are there are small. Um, they're kind of almost as small as kind of helijet two-person vehicles, sort of like um, a large, sort of um, a large car, maybe with a few added bits. They look completely different to each other. They're personalised. One of them has a, a kind of arm on the front that's clearly for for grabbing things the other one seems to have some sort of drill array kind of hooked up that slings around behind the, the back of it um, and these two uh, vehicles are sitting there um, parked and the between these kind of parking bays are in a kind of row and at the far end there is like a entranceway that goes down into the uh, ground um, and there is a um, a figure standing by the entranceway um, uh, as you as you kind of land. Um, everyone make observation rolls. Schneider's good. This is just for other details as you're kind of scanning around the area. Make my roll. It did not. Uh, uh, uh. Who have we got? We've got Schneider, Kuznetsov, Makovsky, Horatio. You've passed. Kuznetsov's not passed. He's busy checking that last magazine. He's filling out the Sudoku in the back page. Uh, just so all, all of the quizzes are complete. All the crosswords are done. Are you rolling? How do you, how do you make rolls with this one? Just click on the word. Click on the word of the skill. And yeah, did, and then you have to go to the. You need to go to the roll twenty page. Box will have appeared in roll twenty. Yeah. Yeah, you need to like. It says modifier, and you go. Submit. Submit. Uh, you must submit uh, yeah. to roll twenty. Right. No worries. Oh, oh look at that. Okay. So as you descend, uh, Schneider, um, you can see that. Uh, one of the vessels um, looks unlocked, like the the side door is kind of f flapping open. Um, Makovsky, you can see that there is no um, there's no kind of external thermal ports for this base. You would expect like large vents or something. Um, you think that maybe they're doing something geothermal, something under the ground, pumping their heat off somewhere else into the ground below, or you never know, there might be an ocean that they're warming up below. Um, Horatio, you have a look around, you can see that there are a couple of antennae on top of the facility that seem to imply that there might be some sort of advanced sensor suite within. Uh, Solaris, you check out the figure standing at the front door, and there is a, a working Joe um, with a with a body armor mm. and uh, a, a um, some sort of rifle you can't quite see, and a large 
fake moustache stuck on its face. Still, I'm recheck my rifle. <laughs> and you, you're the ship then duck lands. Um, what is seventeen letters? Brand of tractor popular in New Kiev. <laughs> I'm just on my PDA trying to uh, find the answer for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Horatio, you can make another roll on your uh, science, your observation, if you want, on the gravity. I got, I got as far as used tractors for sale in Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right, you're on Google, were you? <laughs> He's on his PDAC. Do I get a modifier? Um, yeah, plus one. Go for it, one. Why not? He is studying the effect of bees in gravity. So he must okay. know a bit about gravity. He does know a bit about gravity. Um, and they, you are not 100% sure, but you think they might be not naturally occurring there's a similarity in the um the waveform of the uh quantum displacement field okay um, sorry quantum um, probability field i should say because that's a real wow. thing thanks star trek <laughs> <laughs> How I hope there's no real scientists watching this, eh? Remember, I've got the observation skill. How old? Oh, yeah, you've got the analyst or whatever it is. Every success you roll, you get to add the GM one of the questions for that. Yeah. Yeah, but he can answer it like he just did, so don't get your hopes up. Yeah. How old? How old? Okay. Um, millennia. Okay. And one more? Uh, uh, one more. Um... What is its purpose? That's really absolutely silly. To attract things. Like my bad, bad, bad smell. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. So you land and the the back ramp comes down. And um, the cold comes in. It's like Kuznetsov's quarters in out here. It's oh. crazy cold. <laughs> oh, this reminds me of summer back home. Uh, no, I and... wonder if they have any bathing spaces. <laughs> you've got, you've oh, got your little... Schneider, will, Schneider, Schneider already put the oh. towel down. <laughs> <laughs> you've got your little breather masks on. Very much like... Um, uh, Han Solo when he goes outside in the asteroid kind of thing, or just the ones they use in the medical bay when they're analysing Kane and Alien. That kind of, just like a small thing on the front of your face to give you uh, the right concentration of oxygen. Um, but the biting chill wind comes in and instantly attacks your bare skin on your face. And you can feel it. How is it that? This is my own homegrown beard. This is not bare. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll have left my uh, helmet on. Best thing about this, it does not smell of Makovsky anymore. <laughs> <laughs> As you say that, Makovsky, you can see him in the back with his welding torch. <laughs> Just gently warming himself. <laughs> okay, so you you go in, or you get your head towards the yes, past yeah, the two working. Um, the two how, ships. how close to the ships are we? There's sort of like 40 feet between each one because you've got to have a bit of a dust off uh, clear clearance zone. I mean, and if then, possible, I'd kind of like to veer towards the one that's kind of just got the flapping door because that seems a bit weird. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I'll you... um, beat the key fob for the <laughs> 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 I assume you've left... Joe two three eight up on the the on Terenkov yeah Terenkov to yeah. look after the ship. He's just randomly smashing things. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how we fix it. Right? He, he turns the heating up while <laughs> 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 well, you're all gone. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to walk up to the other Joe that's got the gun. Old Joe. I am working Joseph. What is your purpose? <laughs> Why I'm do you need guard duty? Why do you need to guard here? You are unknown individuals. I am merely guarding. I am not on offensive mode. Okay, you keep up the good work. And I pat you on the shoulder. Good work. I will Armed take you robots. to the meeting chamber. Like oh, that is a good idea. Is that inside? He doesn't even answer. He just turns around. Uh, and, and Mac, why, why do you do this? Why do you insist on talking to them? They are good. Yeah, sure, they are good. But they are not exactly conversationalists. Duh. I almost repeat what the Joe does and just turns away and walks in. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the working Joe punched in a, a, a brief code, which you all saw. There's no kind of secrecy there, but you you see it and it opens the door. Um, Schneider, as you're going past the um, the the other ship on the way towards the door, you're trying to do this kind of surreptitiously, so your party don't notice this, or the working Joe don't notice, or you're not worried, and you're just going to kind of like take a peek. I'm trying to avoid being spotted by the the Joe. I'm not bothered about okay. my crewmate seeing me. I'm just investigating what's weird about okay so let's have an observation roll with minus one working joes just have led lights for eyes they're not they're not they're not the most sophisticated of um of androids yes one pass one success we're looking through the door the flappy door of an open spaceship in an alien game (laughs) hey i know not to do that schneider doesn't um as you it's too early for face huggers but it's early enough for empty egg sacks and like sticky goo on the floor or a big glossy black hand like pulling me in (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah that that would be cool no what you see in there is a discarded breather mask. Is there anything else in there, like personal effects? Or... There's a few few things, a few bits and bobs, um, some um, magazines stuffed into one, one far uh, kind of 
um, vestibule. Um, there's the, the interior of the ship, which is powered down. Um, you can see a, um, a fire extinguisher, um, some sort of small uh, medical box, like a little emergency medical kit, but on the unlike fixed on the wall of the of the interior um and then um that might be the hand the the grip of a pistol poking out over there but you're not sure you'd need to go in to have a proper look is there anything particularly near the door well the breathing mask is by the door so the kind of the and this is why it hasn't closed properly because the the kind of little oxygen producing unit is inside, but the breather mask is hanging out like some sort of tube with a thing on the end. It looks vaguely alien as you look at it. What about are the magazines far in? They're inside the inside the thing. It just happens oh, to be that big... most of the exterior shell is um, transparent. I'm going to basically try and duck in if I can and nab one of the magazines. Okay, right. Well, we're going to need some sort of uh, some sort of. I mean, you can do it and be noticed by everyone. I'm trying to be a, roll. a little bit more sneaky. Okay, I don't want to get seen. So by let's have a mobility there. roll mm-hmm. uh, to Good see luck. if you do this without being spotted. Here we go. Okay, uh, I get an I get a modifier on this because of one of my talents. Do I need to put plus two or just two? What's your talent? Uh, I have. How is it called? Stealthy. Okay. Yep. So just put two. I think. We'll see what happens. If it doesn't roll anything, <laughs> then it's gone wrong. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna push it. You're gonna push it. Oh, first dress die. Go for it. Hey, success, but you got one stress. Yeah. Oh, stress dice. How I remember. <laughs> <laughs> what, were you, what were you up to in the last game, Ben? In the last game, I got all the way up to nine before I yeah, died. Yeah, but I spent that was the, beautiful. I spent something like three sessions on eight stress dice. Yes, you did. That was beautiful. Many, many panic tests. Okay, so you 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 duck in, and there's a, like a there's a, a sudden breeze which brings the flap of the outer door open, and you kind of reach in and grab a magazine, pull it out, stuff it in, and you're gone. Yep. Okay, the rest of you, uh, the worker jo- working Joseph has now opened the uh, the door and you're kind of walking in slowly uh, down down the stairs. Um, uh, Schneider kind of catches up to you at the back, clearly just checking over the lander before leaving it on its own. Um, uh, Solaris, make an observation roll. I was going to ask to anyway. That's convenient. I'm a little bit concerned that once Solaris starts getting stressed, die, he's going to be shooting all of us. <laughs> I might not. Okay, wait so you didn't. Then. You didn't notice that. You're kind of looking at the new surroundings rather than your crewmates, who you know fairly well, and you're kind of more aware of this working Joe, um, who's got a. He's got a his name badge on his thing, and it does say Joseph. Um, 
and Joseph leads you down into this kind of corridor. It's got that grill metal floor, the the piping and tubing going along the walls behind brackets and uh, and stanchion, and you kind of make your way uh, down, and he leads you a short way uh, to a um, what looks like some sort of locker room you know where people might dress get ready for going out there are some large coats there are some spare breather masks um you know things like that and um he gestures to the lockers and he says please leave your weapons here captain what are we going to need our weapons for inside this station there are four people here the robot has a weapon. The robot is a guard robot will be at the door. If the robot starts shooting, the robot will starts the shooting. Die? We're not going to die. Just put your weapon in the box. We're not going to need it for now. I don't know why you carry that pulse rifle with you everywhere. Is the sidearm not good enough for it's, you? It's an AK-147. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you see... I just stow my pistol. Okay. As I put the pulse rifle reluctantly away, I'll go. You see, my first tour, I left my weapon behind briefly to get a snack, and then all hell broke loose. And Working now... Joe, can you show me to the next room, please? <laughs> Sir, my identification is Joseph. Joseph, you have a name. Yes, Master Zander was this? kind enough to name us. Okay, I like this man. Now please, Joseph, show us to the next room. I will lead you to meeting room once all weapons are stowed. Are all weapons stowed? I do believe so. Yes. Thank you. And it turns quite stiffly and sort of walks to the walks to the door. A assume... subtle wink at Roger there by the looks of things. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you make your way um, round uh, the corner, back out of the room, down another corridor to a large chamber, uh, and it goes down again. Here, there are windows in the in the top of the of the room, in the ceiling, where you can see the a bit of ice creeping around the edges of them, like frosting over. But there, you can see this gas giant, um, uh, Topka. Uh, this the storms raging the furnace of the gas above you and uh, standing in the room is a man uh, and he turns around oh you're here excellent I am um, uh, Fedor Semiradov Yuri Kuznetsov and I shall reach into my coat suspiciously yep he sort of leans back a little bit and pull out the bottle of honey vodka ah and offer it to him he takes it and he pulls out expertly <laughs> enough <laughs> enough enough small glasses shot glasses for everyone also a small stash of magazine figure you might not have had a drop recently ah he reaches over and takes it. Thank you, comrade. Much appreciated. No problem. We're here to help. 
Well, we, Alina um, um, hmm. and Ruben, they have not reported in for three weeks, and now Alina's vessel is outside. Yeah, this is their vessel. Hmm. And but this, she, Ruben he looks around like, also? like he's the only person standing in the room. Hmm. You saw my ship? Yes. You saw yes. her ship? Yeah. And he's pointing in the direction. He points that way for his ship and then that way. And you figure that the one with the Schneider, the one with the flapping door is uh, Alina's ship. Do you not normally keep person on station or is that what um, this Joseph is for? Ah, uh, oh, Xander and his sense of humor. Joseph, Joanna, Joey, Josephine. Yes, wacky youngsters with their hilarious jokes. He put wigs on them. We took them off. He put them back on. Now we leave them. Idiot. Yeah. It, at least uh, we can tell them apart. Mm. He's drinking. Hmm. And he kind of, he's kind of dishing it out for everyone. Uh, I will drink some. Right <laughs> okay. Very nice. Yeah, Very nice. Where, where did you, where did you pick this up? Is this from Nukiev? No, no. Horatio is um, space bee scientist. He makes it with his. Ah, I, I not another space bee scientist. <laughs> I, I shall produce a small jar with a honeycomb dripping with honey. Place it mm. down in front of me. You know, Cherenkov is salvage vessel, but sometimes science ministry, they say, you know, can you take a science pod and carry it in space for research? And we say, yes, of course we can. Happy to help, comrade. You know how it works. Yes, I am. Yes, we have Klimova, is mm, a scientist here studying the uh, gravitic um, yes. enormous gravity thing. Yes, <sighs> mm. I would very much like to speak to him. Oksana, mm. she is uh, out by um, Bertna, um, coming back from uh, trip to study uh, northern polar field. Uh, I am here for the uh, salvage. And you have crew of six. Two are missing, yes. but the vessel for one of them has returned. How big is this base? You're sure she's not here, or have you only just returned yourself? I have just returned. I'm about to uh, investigate. And I'm also trying to find Xander's ship on our sensor. I, I think I've, I have picked it up. Now he kind of goes over to a big computer screen. And um, Horatio, you're right that the the large dishes on top of the base are kind of allowing them to, to spy on different things in the heavens in great detail. And he brings up on the screen. Uh, we'll just switch it over. Uh, here. Do you see it? In the middle of the asteroid belt. Right out in the middle of the biggest asteroid belt. On oh, the asteroid belt, uh, the debris field. Here, yeah. here is uh, Zender's ship 
He's, he is... Um, I could not find him recently. I have not been looking for him all the time. I have job to do, and there's much debris to catalogue, charter, equalize, bring together. And Under only six is a very difficult job. I understand. We are a salvage vessel, so we do the same thing. Um, this lander of his, you think it will fit into our lander? His vessel will fit inside our cargo hold. You will need to transfer. It is too big. The the ships outside basically couldn't fit in your lander, you don't think? That's what I was asking. Yeah. 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 Is okay, the Joseph so. still in the room with us? No, Joseph has gone back to sort of walking up and down the hall outside. Uh, after, as you turn around, a, another working Joe arrives. Uh, but this one is still got coveralls, but has a long uh, blonde wig on uh, and walks in with the same voice, though. Um, <laughs> says, uh, uh, refreshments, sirs. I actively look to see if it's wearing a name badge. Yes, this is Joanna. Ah, Joanna. Has the lady from the other ship come into the base? Alina. That's the one. I believe so. Is she Do not in the meeting room? The The thing is kind of looking around. Yet, do you know where she was last seen? Um, I saw her in the locker room earlier, not long ago. Interesting. Joanna, can you update protocols to find Elena? Perhaps we should go and look. Yes, as well. she turns around. And starts walking off. No the... need, Solaris. Working Joes, go do this for us. We um, no need to do that. Samiridov turns to you and says, we have quarters for 40 people. And we have uh, gym, pool, um, bathing slots. And uh, we have um, underground testing center. Um, we have entertainment room. Um, we have meeting center, locker chamber. And... Uh, Few other geothermal um, power plant, fuel levels down. Sounds pretty good. Sounds like you have got a, a very good placement here. You must There'll be, be a map next week. <laughs> must be quite well recognised by UPP for this kind of placement because this is also a secret mission. For now. Don't worry, we we know about secret. <laughs> Yes, you are here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did uh, did Working Joe contact you from orbit? Yes, yes. Um, yes, I thought so. With cannons. Yes, yes. Good, good. Still, still working. Good. Yes. Excellent. Are you expecting reinforcement or um, resupply well, anytime soon? One day. One day. We are fine. We are strong and proud, and we are self-sufficient. There is stocks here, and we have a hydroponic center. You have actual food? Mm. It's small, sometimes. 
Mm, well, let, let's perhaps. not bother the man with a tour right away. Let's let's think about the order in which we need to do these things. Clearly, we have to go and rescue this man trapped on asteroid or in debris field. But if he's been there for three weeks, he will still be there in the morning. How long could you last without air out there? On the These masks. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, hour or two? Because I noticed in, in the shuttle, uh, he does not have a mask. It's still in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Heath's like rushes off to go and check what you're saying. Um, and you guys are kind of left in the room. You can see the the, the large um, the large readout and in fact some of the blips are moving closer now and you can see that they are um, going here you go starting to move you assume back towards the the station Sorosk station um now this is going to turn into a regular party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, he comes back. Oh, that is strange. She was in a rush. But she is not here. We need to search. Very well. If that's what you like, would you like our help? Come yes. We will help you with the search. Yes. Okay. Sure. Uh, we go two by two. Definitely. Solaris, you stick with Horatio. He is yeah. most vulnerable. Makovsky. I go can... I go with working Joe. I yeah. will, see I if will... you can track down Joe's. Maybe you have a way with them that is a little bit exceptional. Maybe go with working Joseph and not working Joanne. Yeah. And before everyone finishes, again, like last time, just turns and walks out of the room like a working Joe himself. <laughs> uh, Mr. Schneider, shall we? Uh, lead on, Captain. Um, Samiradov says, we can, we can search here. It will, perhaps your pilot is good enough to transfer and bring back um, Xander if he is in trouble. In then space. we will do that. Mr. Schneider is an excellent pilot. I worry. I worry more for Xander in in debris field than Alina falling downstairs in base. <laughs> it's a fair point. And you have your colleagues coming to assist you. So very well. We will Belayla oh, Makovsky has gone. Solaris, Horatio, um, either of you any good as a medic? Um, I can if needed. It will do. We'll go and um, pick up this man from debris field. Okay. I'll search here. I will go with your, with so Solaris. Um, okay, I'll, um, where can I pick up a med kit? Um, uh, I, I noticed I was, I noticed I was running the shuttle outside. Okay. 
Um, he reaches under the like a thing, pulls out a like a large plastic tote, and pulls out three med packs and like throws one at you across the table. Here. All right. What says Zander? Is this man's name? Yes. Ruben Zander. Ruben Zander. Do you have a current image of him? Not that it's going to be difficult to recognize him yes. from anyone else. He shows you a field. he shows you a picture of a of a a thin um with a wispy beard um guy in, in a in a cap um ship coveralls personalized with different kind of badges and and tags and and uh, pins um you 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 register what he looks like all right come on then let's go and pick him up see if we can't bring him back if everybody else is coming back to station if he is in one piece punch him in face for me the Good luck, Captain. You too. Try not to shoot anybody while we're gone. <laughs> There's no need. No one that doesn't need shooting. Don't worry, comrade. Um, it's just a little ship joke we have. <laughs> Solaris served in military. He knows uh. how to use gun and know not to use gun. Duh. Duh. And then I'll walk out and turn to Schneider and say what we hope. <laughs> so I will just kind of give him a slight grin at that. Excellent, excellent. Come along, Horatio. Looks like it's time to earn that doctorate. Oh yeah. Okay. And at that point, I think what we're going to do is take a quick break. Um, I for for new viewers to our to our shows, you may not know, but I I I stream from a shed, uh, <laughs> and it being the fifth of Luxury November, luxury studio. I've got a I've got a little radiator down here, but it's a little bit chilly. I need to pop inside for a moment. Nature calls, and I need another drink. Um, so we will take a quick break. Uh, please don't go anywhere. Please stay with us. We'll be five ten minutes. Refresh your drink. Get some more snacks, and uh, we will be back for part two of uh, Desolation's Edge. Hello, we are back. Yes, back with part two of Desolation's Edge. Look at me, I can't even talk properly at the moment. What's going on? Uh, we are the British channel Garblag Games here on the Free League Publishing Twitch channel. Thank you very much to Free League for letting us come on here and to Matt who is an awesome, awesome dude. Um, we've played some games together in the past as well, uh, which has been fun over on Garblad Games. So after the show, do come and check us out. Um, we've got Alien on our YouTube. We've got an eight-part show, LV832. We've got loads of other stuff as well. We've got Coriolis. We've got D&D. &D. Yeah, we've currently got... got three Free League games on the go, haven't we? Oh, we do. Because we we've got Vesson on Tuesday, yep. Coriolis on Wednesday, and Alien on Thursday at the minute. And the Alien show being here, and our other shows back on Garblad Games. And then I believe, Ben, something in the new something, year? Something, Do, Coriolis something, Coriolis. Year, something, Coriolis. Something, something, yes. Okay. I'm talking to Matt at the minute about sorting out a little Coriolis game for the new year, maybe. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Excellent. And right. we've got Mutant Year Zero over on our channel as we well. We do have a Mutant Year Zero game, which was 
Traumatizing. <laughs> yes, traumatizing fun. Uh, yeah. Sneak in Twilight 2000 at some point. Yep, I backed it on the Kickstarter, so Same. hopefully when the uh, PDF rocks up, we can have a little go on that. Okay, excellent. Right, so where we left off, you were talking to Samiridov and um, Kuznetsov, Schneider and Horatio. All three of you were going to go on your lander to investigate uh, Ruben Zander's ship, which had been picked up at this location. Um, and Solaris and Makovsky were going to say, stay and search the facility with Semirodov. So, um, lander people. You get in, you head outside and you get into your ship, excuse me, and um, you head off. So you take off from uh, Zorosk Station, a little bit off Topka, and you head out. Now, before that, I, I'm going to plug my, um, plug myself into the, the ship. Mm-hmm. Not as in like, oh, I'm going to have to go plug myself in. Yeah, yeah. As in, I'll your plug PDAT. In my, my PDAT <laughs> um, to the ship. Uh, and I'll, I'll also set up my uh, my vid recorder for uh, what readings I can't record through my PDAT. Can you move your microphone just a little bit closer to your mouth? Is that better? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, cool. So, yeah. So, I'm going to plug myself in. So okay. I so, can... you're going to... Plug the PDAT in. You can get your video camera ready. Because yeah, I, I want to see, I want to see how the uh, lander reacts with the with the, uh, the gravitational fields as we we travel. Okay, cool. In real time. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, and experience the experience of it. So you take off and you head towards the uh, the debris field. Now. Um, you figure that the shortest route will, will probably burn more burn more juice, but you're not worried about uh, fuel and things like that. Currently, your lander is well stocked. Um, uh, but it would be inefficient to burn would. more fuel than probably, is needed, so I'm going to fly the most efficient route. So you'd probably go round the outside and drop in so that you're, you're kind of stepping to that orbit. Wait, so wait, hang on. Can we not... Like railgun, use gravity field like railgun accelerator to slingshot us through and conserve extra fuel. Yeah. One of the <laughs> Horatio, Horatio, would you like to um, make a comtech roll to see if you could? plug in a, uh, a a route that would skim uh, a gravitational anomaly and give you extra thrust into the debris field. Do I get a bonus on this contact? Uh, That's why your silence suggested not. <laughs> okay, you failed. Would you like to push? No way. I'm crap. <laughs> <laughs> you're not crap you got eight dice you just didn't 
exactly. You just I rolled keep, crap. I keep yeah. failing on eight dice. Yeah. I just shouldn't fail on eight. Um, can I have had a look? Because obviously, of my knowledge of where they are, seeing what if I think. I yeah, sure. You can make a contact well. Um, also, how long have we been flying for? Oh no, this is like, as you're going. You're kind of oh, okay. uh, twenty minutes, maybe. You know. All right, so we've been flying for twenty minutes. So my stress has gone. Um, are you in calm your own kind of calm environment? Yeah, I suppose your stress has gone. You're just flying. You love this. Yes, two successes. <laughs> ah, cool. Okay. Actually, now that um, Horatio started to hook all these things up and the data is accessible by the ship's navi computer, um, and Zuknetsov, in his traditional fashion, just casually comes up with some batshit crazy idea, um, you start to look at it and think, maybe actually if I flew this line perfectly through this debris, then it would slingshot us through to that area fairly quickly. Yeah, I think this is possible. It's uh, dangerous, but sounds like fun. Okay, so what we'll need you then to do is make a piloting roll. inspirational leader. And this is this is um, this is pretty difficult. So this is going to be minus three. Oh my god! You are trying to slingshot round something you don't even know what it is. Oh, look at that! Nailed it. Okay, so <laughs> into the Mac, Mac piloting school. You, yeah, you thrust her into. Oh, I went to a good one. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, so you thrust her into the debris field, and your all of your sensors start to go haywire and crazy. And as you do enter the debris field, Schneider, you're very focused on what you're doing, but Kuznetsov and Horatio, you can see through the windows around the lander that there are some asteroids here that are highly metallic ones. But what are here are strange, ancient, long, pockmarked, irradiated, blasted remnants of chunks of large metallic objects. And although when you look at them for a while, you realise, oh, that's some kind of stanchion or girder, or that's the, the... uh, the curve of the side of something at first glance because they're so worn and so kind of washed of any exterior detail blasted by micrometeorites they look like very strangely shaped asteroids but kind of looking at them as you're kind of plowing into the debris field dodging you know it, i mean it's not like you know and you're having to like you know it's fairly spread out so you're kind of heading through and it looks like you are heading towards a larger um, piece of debris. And uh, Horatio, you kind of surmise or guess that that larger piece of debris, which is probably the size of the Cherenkov, um, is probably the 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 centre of this gravitational anomaly that you're you're seeing. Take us in, Comrade Schneider. Okay, so the the smaller particles start rushing past the uh, lander, 
so occasionally one will just kind of bump into the side of the ship um and you're you're plowing on through and as you reach this swirling kind of vortex of gravity but with a very defined pattern you turn the ship at the right time slingshot round it uh, around this big huge piece of debris like the small chunk of an even vaster huge immense building structure starship something but so old and knackered that it looks merely like a vast highly metallic asteroid and you swing past it because Netsov, your salvage alerts are going off in your brain like <laughs> as you go past this thing um but it, it slingshots you round, and you see now schneider that the, the your your velocity has increased dramatically and you are heading very quickly towards the signal ahead we shall cut back over to zorro's station um solaris uh you yeah. and uh, the first thing Solaris is going to do is retrieve my pulse rifle. <laughs> sure, Smiradov so is yes, yes. Have have your weapon um, for for searching case. Um, we um, <laughs> I doubt you will you will need it. However, there are we are largely accounted for and merely the the worker Joes. Well, you can never be too safe. You pass by. Um, the uh that you see all four of the workers and there's worker joseph who has a big mustache um uh worker joanna who's got a blonde wig um worker josephine has a brunette wig and worker joey that has like a really badly chopped blonde wig into like a spiky what someone might imagine some young person's hair might look like um, and they all have name badges on. Joey is missing um, his left arm. Um, and uh, Samiradov informs you that that was in an accident in the geothermal um, plant. Um, it was vaporized. Um, we have no re yeah. replacement, really. Do you have accidents like that a lot? Or? No, no. It was a, a surge in power and... That is why we have the worker Joes. Um, they they do the dangerous work that uh, we are too um, valuable valuable for. Yeah. But yes, I um, just realised geothermal power plant, ice planet. So you've got places where it's both warm and damp. No reason for that to be important. Mm -hmm. No, no, nothing, nothing there. Okay. What like a yeah. Anyway, does <laughs> the Trenko have a nuke? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Okay. So now what to <laughs> just got one thousand floats. Now what to name the alien queen? <laughs> okay. Um. So you search around with Samiradov around uh, a number of um. Yeah. habitation chambers and most of them are empty and he's like these are um extra quarters for future people um 
just best to check that no one is hiding or lost. Yeah. Um, Makovsky, you see all four of the um, uh, worker Joes as well, uh, moving around, doing different things. Um, uh, but, but you are with... I was on my own. I thought you went with Joanna. Did you go after Yes, I, I, I went after Joanna. And, yeah. and I probably would have gone around to all the worker Joes and asked the same questions if they'd seen Eliana. So uh, Joanna informs you that um, worker Josephine's vocal unit is broken and she is unable to respond, but can respond to, can undertake, can still undertake verbal uh, tasks. Can I fix her? It is, after all, what I'm here for. Yeah, I think she has tasks to complete. Okay, fair enough. Oh, yeah. uh, sorry. <clears throat> yes, uh, duh, thank you. Uh, I will repair her later when she has finished her tasks. Yeah, yeah yes. Josephine, I need... Where, where, where is Joseph, the guard? D yes. Is he around? Can I speak to him? He is patrolling by entrance. We, oh no, she's not. <laughs> she hasn't gone. She's not. <laughs> we, she, he is by entrance. Please take me to him. She, she walks off, and you, uh, and you follow. follow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and worker Joseph is kind of walking up and down with his gun. Um, he kind of stops when you come near. Joseph, did you see Eliana get fired from her ship? Yes. Where did she go when she got out? She came through entrance, mentioned exterior hatches open, went to the main chamber. It seems to be having trouble accessing his memory centers. Okay. Quickly. Joseph. He's not got much RAM. Yeah. <laughs> Joseph, I need you to update protocols. We must go to main chamber to look for Ileana. I have guard duty. Can, can I get close enough to just mess around manually with his uh, protocols? Oh, to like link up to him, and uh, yeah, he says, um, uh, Mr. Zander uh, does not like others interacting with our programming. And uh, Joanna says to you, Perhaps we should leave Master Joseph to guard duty. This is not the purpose of worker Jaws. Now, you will stand still and you will allow me to come to you. Does he move? Does he let me come close? <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't restrain you. He doesn't stop you. Okay. They suggest that you don't do it, but they don't actually. Now that you, they know who you are and you're a member of the UPP, they don't make any movement to, visit, you know, Good. stop you. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to mess around a little bit and just find out what Xander's actually done with their programming because they don't seem to be acting in a normal fashion. 
Uh, it's, you, I mean, that will take you a while to kind of go through all of their yeah, code yeah. and kind of check it all and see what they're doing. So you can spend yeah. some time doing that if you want. Yeah, that, okay. that's what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Solaris, you've now made your way through various chambers. Um, you know, you've been searching for about um, half an hour, 45 minutes. Um, and there's, they, you go to Alina's um, quarters and all of the quarters here, even the ones that belong to the prospectors themselves, are barely touched, barely used. There's very few items in them. Um, and uh, Alina's quarters are undisturbed. Um, and Simiradov is, this is strange. Uh, we should search the lower levels, the, the testing center, the med bay, the hydroponics, um, power plant. Perhaps we should uh, split up, cover more ground. Oh. Mm, I'd prefer it if uh, we stayed in two men units. Very so, well. Very well. Elena and uh, Xander, sometimes people out this far, they, they have trouble adapting. Have, uh, have they been having any trouble, would you say, or...? Is she 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 didn't like him uh, playing around with the worker Joes, but we all got over it. Well, they shouted a few times. They we all have shouted at each other. <laughs> I shouted all of them. We get on. We move on. That's, we are prospectors. That's what the equalization sessions are for. Yes, we all catalogue what we have found, what is our share of everything. We equalize, and what is for UPP, and then we proceed with next week's prospecting. They have not been here for three weeks. We have been unable to satisfactory complete these sessions. And uh, the rest of the equipment, who runs that? Which equipment? In the base? Yes. We use it from time to time. The worker Joes look after the food, hydroponics, and the power plant. Uh, poor, poor Joey lost his arm in accident. We, Xander uh, was planning to make a, uh, a replacement but hasn't got around to it and I haven't seen him. Mm. Is it usual for them to just take off and leave for three weeks? Not three weeks. Sometimes we have had absence for a week, but always with communication, with data. Um, so equalization can happen. But this... This is not uh, usual. Perhaps um, they uh, found something they did not wish to share. Mm. Are we still in Alana's? Well, you're kind of moving around, yeah. so you can be in her chamber or another chamber, uh, but on the kind of habitation level. I'd like to give it a good look through, just in sure, case. Sure. Sure. Okay. We want to make an observation. Yeah.
nothing there. You don't see, you don't find anything, you know. Um, there is a small uh, locked safe uh, in the back of a, you know, like in a kind of motel type affair uh, in the wardrobe. There's a little safe in the corner, uh, which is closed and locked. There doesn't seem to be a lot in the wardrobe. You think she's probably one of these prospectors who's probably spends most of their time in their ship. In their ship. Yeah. Uh, and these people you know are fringe weirdos who, you know, the the stories that you've heard about them going a bit crazy out on the edge, you know. Putting moustaches on worker Joes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so you were saying the lower decks? You should probably check those there out. There is the lower deck and then the um, elevator to power plant, deeper. Oh. Hmm. Well, it seems clear up here we should, uh, should possibly check the lower decks. Excellent. I'll uh, he, follow you. He leads you to the stairwell. It looks very reminiscent of the stairwells okay. in Aliens on Hadley's Hope. Also, at no point will Solaris be in front of him. Okay, right. So you're letting him always <laughs> yeah. kind of go ahead and lead the way. Cool. Okay. Um, Makovsky, let's have a um, a Comtech role because this is electronics. Have you got anything that helps you with Comtech roles? No, I've only got things that help me with heavy machineries. Okay. Sorry, you're the wrong it. character then. Aren't you? Someone's got electronic tools, I think. Um, but of my, no would I get any bonuses for my knowledge of Worker Joe's? Yeah, I'll let you have a plus one. Go for it. You are very chummy with Working Joe's, aren't you? <laughs> oh, look at that. You guys are rolling really well tonight. <laughs> standard for us, I think. Are you gonna are you gonna push that one? Yeah, why not? Yeah, let's, go for well, it. Let's get, let's get in. Saving nice... the sixes for the alien queen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened last time. Here we go. Apparently, hey. no. <laughs> look at that rubbish. Right, so take a point of stress. Yeah. Yep. Stress. I'm getting stressed because I can't work on this robot. Um. So you, it's it's not that you can't get access to it it's just it's taking you a long time to go through the code you know although these things are simple there is a lot of code and you kind of accessed it you've got you you know you've got the diagnostic screen out and you're going through what's what's there i mean you can see he's made some changes but you can't quite tell what they all are he's you know. tweaked so many lines of code that it doesn't even make sense anymore yeah excellent fantastic i don't uh, i uh, do we have like short range communications? Yeah, you got like radios. Okay, so I'm going to be like Solaris. Come in, Solaris. Can you hear me? Yes. Yep. I have one in my armor anyway. So mm -hmm. yeah. I was. I have been speaking. Bukowski. to... Yes, it's Bukowski here. I speak to Joseph, and he tells me that uh, Elena was looking at some vents and went to a main chamber. I I don't know entirely where this is. Uh, but it might be if you are searching in that area, you you and your friend, I apologize, I didn't get his name. He, he can help you, lead you there. I'll, I'll turn to him and go, is that near the fence? There, I mean, there are some fence further out. And the main chamber? Uh, that's the chamber. 
where we spoke earlier. That's okay. the main chamber. But the vents are, there are some um, uh, vents further afield for the um, geothermal. We do not vent it close to the base. Okay. Um, Markovsky. Do you keep working on the Joes, see what you can find out, or check the ship's computer? Uh, the Joes have been messed with. Their code is all over the place. They're not doing... Yes, yes. Ruben, he 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 played with their code, made them more uh, amenable. Um, and uh, I don't I don't know too. He said to enhance them with um, knowledge of systems and and tools. Well, uh, that's that sounds not like, all. Yeah, that sounds a bit that, crap to you because they know how to use a lot. Yes, of that yeah. that is how the Americans would say is bullshit. So uh, he's done something else to the code. I don't know. But uh, I will keep having a look. But I will help more looking around. I will go with uh, Joanna. The other druid, uh, other Joes are doing their job, and I can't access their protocols to get them to look as well. Okay, keep safe out there. Keep in contact. Da. At that point, I'm gonna flip out my motion tracker as well. <laughs> oh, because now, now I'm. Becoming unsettled that this is more than a lost person. Okay, so you're gonna go. You're gonna get your motion tracker out. Do you want to use it now? Where are these these fence? Well, they are, they are kilometer from base. They vent heat and excess vapor and noxious fumes. And it comes from the geothermal plant. There is some sulfur compound involved. I I am not a scientist. Um, um, Klimova could they, tell us. Yeah, where do they come into the uh, station? At the um, on the lower the power power plant underground. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's check this uh, this lower deck first. And I'll try scanning there first. Okay, right. So you're going to make your way down to the the, the next level down, uh, and start searching. We're going to go back over to the to the shuttle. Uh, let me quickly flip back over to the map screen. And you guys are now. It's been uh, so. Solaris and Makovsky have been doing that for like an hour or so now. Back at the base, searching the areas and looking around. And the lander is now approaching the location that you have been uh, given on your readout. It's an and excellent flying, Comrade Schneider. Good work. We've saved <laughs> time and fuel. You know me, Captain. I like to be efficient. Ah, ruthlessly efficient. <laughs> As you arrive, um, sort of you know a few clicks out you can see a small object next to a very big object uh, between sort of floating between two large of the two of these large weird metallic pockmarked uh, remnants is a spaceship a a a large 
um, a large vessel that you don't, can't see all of it right now. It's kind of obscured by these larger uh, blocks of ancient remnant. But there is a human, large human starship sort of behind them. And sitting in front of that is a very small little two-person pod. That One should of... not be there. We need to get a closer look to identify the larger vessel. Yeah, scans on full. Horatio, can you use communications technology? Uh, yep. Slot yourself into the comms chair and start scanning. Okay. Okay. Com tech roll. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on today? Absolutely zero. I'm going I'm to stress myself. You're going to push that one. Yep. I'm going to push it because because um, that'd be really funny if I succeed. <laughs> you succeed, right? Now take a point is of that, stress. Does that does that count as an observation? No, that's a contact role. Okay. Can I can I look at the contact information? <laughs> <laughs> Later, yes, yes. Not right now. So you okay. access into the system, you get yourself plugged into the sensors, and yeah. you can see now that there is um, the 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 signal is coming from the small pod um, that were the ident, sorry, of the ship is coming from the small pod, yeah. um, and this larger vessel in front of it is clearly of human, you know, current technological design. You can't see yeah. the whole of it where you are but you are approaching and slowly your vessel um i mean schneider how how do you want to how do you want to do this i mean is there a suitable landing ground nearby there's no well i mean you could you could land on one of the um these huge asteroidal chunks there's no atmosphere i'm, I'm basically looking for the best place to land one of Can those, we land on the ship we need, to, um, we need to remember what we're here first, for. Yeah. We're here. Yeah, we've got to go we're... down. You have to go down there and recover. We have to get down there and recover the guy who's supposed to be in the small ship. Yeah. But if he's not in the small ship, then he'll going to be in the big ship trying to salvage it. It's possible. Oh. So do you want to fly past the small ship? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do a flyover first to okay. see if we can spot anything from the air. Before, okay. kind of, basically, while I'm doing that, I'm also going to be looking for the best place to land. Well, you're in space, so you're going to be landing on a floating asteroid somewhere. So, yeah, no, but I'm looking yeah. for basically Has the, ship, the, the human the ship got somewhere place. that we can land in it or on it? To is get it closer to sea? Big enough. Yeah, that's what we want to find out. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to fly closer to the human ship, looking for places to land. Well, I'm looking yeah. for places yeah. to land. The okay, others are so going to be Schneider, looking for Schneider, you're going to have an stuff. observation role. I'm not going to make you roll for piloting because you're just kind of flying closer. Schneider, your observation is for landing points because Netsov and Horatio, you can make observation roles for checking things what? out as you go. Okay. You failed. This is going to mean make your landing hard. That's all. Oh. oh! Why did I get that right? See, if I'd successfully <laughs> passed my observation check, it's okay. It may not cause you to fail yet. Okay. This is one of the rules we got wrong on our own on our own channel. Right. <laughs> um, so what happens is you make a panic roll, right? And if you pass, you still your successes still count. 
Uh, if you do get a pass with only one stress, though. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Can we find panic? Panic. Panic. It's at the top of the character sheet. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a separate panic button. Three. You're fine. I got three. You keep it together. Okay. So, so you be- um, because I so just to start with because I pass my observation check as I describe what we're what I'm observing, everybody's stress level goes down. Okay. That's my. That's my. So. Ah uh, yes, yeah, science power. Yes. No, everything here makes total sense. There's no need yeah. to be freaked yeah. out. GM sense, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Successful analysis role, yep. which is, uh, yeah, also uh, reduces stress levels. Okay. So everyone reduces their stress by one on the on the shuttle. Yeah. Uh, and you got two successes, because nets yeah. of you got one success. Um, as, as you approach, and Schneider got zero. So Schneider, you kind of think you're just going to have these surfaces all look pretty shoddy as you're approaching the ship. um, Kuznetsov, you see that there is a figure inside the small ship. You can't quite see it. There's starlight and glittery things all around and you're slightly far away, but you can definitely see a figure inside the little ship. And um, Horatio, as you approach, you can see the as you're getting closer, those two asteroids are kind of uh, parting. They're not really, but your your viewpoint of this large ship clears and the camera moves in. And along the side of the ship is painted the uh, insignia of La Salle Bionational, which is a okay. a corporation that's into biological research it's a large ship yeah and you can see along the side of it there are some docking ports okay Uh, it looks heavily damaged heavily worn as if it's been here for a while and not quite as badly but similarly to the surrounding objects been pockmarked and worn down and you know solar radiation scraping the skin off it and all that kind of stuff has is just started to begin so it's clearly been here a little while and this seems to be the center of the of no, the, the, um... no the little ship you're you're looking at that's where the the ident ping came from the no i meant the, the center of the gravity well so not not this creating, no. not the, no no it's not the no. ship that's creating the gravity well no Okay, it's, right. it's it's another asteroid. Yes, another piece further of off. Ship, bigger ship, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. There is someone on the smaller ship. Can you bring us close? Uh, yeah, I will hover above. Perhaps he can answer his radio. Horatio. Yeah. Give me a channel. Okay. I'll I'll patch. I'll I'll um. I'll do my thing. Okay, you patch him in. You open up communication for the captain. Yeah. Attention, prospector comrade Zander. This is Captain Kuznetsov of the ship I have currently forgotten name of. Cherenkov. <laughs> Cherenkov. Name of. <laughs> We're here to render assistance. Are you able to communicate? Even come to window and wave. You see a hand in a glove 
bang against the window. Okay. Uh, Schneider, make a piloting roll to approach carefully without, like, bumping into it. <sighs> okay, cool. Right. I look at Schneider. I look at Horatio. And a big sigh. I'll go and suit up for spacewalk. Hold <laughs> position. Ratio, scan everything. Yes, well. So Schneider, you gonna get you get the back of this. You turn the ship around effectively so that Kuznetsov has got the shortest possible distance to jump to the to the pod. And then back it up a little bit. Beep beep. beep, beep. <laughs> Space beeps. Okay. So I, I will go and suit up for EVA because that's the only way okay. I'm going to get over there, isn't you, it? Yeah, you get all your stuff on. Um, the back cab uh, area can, with with the ramp, you can pull down like a um, a temporary airlock kind of thing that slots down inside the back of the lander, like a like a uh, movable bulkhead. Um, so you pull that down. You get your... This is what Solaris and Markovsky are for. Why did I leave them behind? So, <laughs> so you get your get your suit on, um, yeah. and you open up the back Tuck of my the... beard in. <laughs> you open up the back of the of the shuttle, and um, you begin your EVA. We'll go back yes. over to the other team back on the base. Solaris, you are moving around in the uh, lower levels um, and you're gonna are you gonna use your motion tracker yeah okay yeah so let's have a power roll for your motion tracker uh, wow. so I think it's is it four uh, should say on the gear next to it just up your power to that and then roll the dice just says, yeah. Just says motion tracker. But, uh, okay, hang on. It is power. It only works if you make the noise, though, Lewis. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't right. want to frighten Dan. <laughs> I won't be scared. I'm not there. <laughs> tracker. Oh, it's got a power supply level of five. Yeah. Okay. Because it's fully charged. Yeah. Uh, and it's got a long range in close quarters. So, uh, extreme range in open terrain. So, five. Oh, it goes down by one. Yeah, it's that dodgy recharge socket that Makovsky yeah. installed, clearly. Um, so you you pick up um, uh, upstairs. You pick up uh, Makovsky and two uh, other blips in close proximity. Um, you pick up a, a third slow-moving blip. There's... there's um, Samiridov right next to you. Yeah. And then on the as you're kind of moving moving through and you're kind of scanning, you're looking around, the chambers are empty again. The hydroponics center, no one's in there. It looks like one of the working Joes has been in there to like tend it, but there's no sign of people hiding out or anything like that. You know, the swimming pool is there, 
just nicely heated. Obviously, they're, you know, let, coming back for the equalization sessions, the working Joes get it going. And then you pick up on the floor above you the fifth blip on that floor. And it's moving very fast towards Markovsky from the Damn other it. end of the from the other end of the um from the other end of the kind of habitation areas. I'll slam my comlink. Makovsky, there's something on the way to you and just set off in a sprint to catch up with him. Okay. I didn't quite catch that. What's that slash that communication's very bad. There's a blip. The blip is heading towards you. There's a there's a blimp? <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> this this area of the base is not very good for communications. Ah. Lock yourself in somewhere. I'll be right there. Kuznetsov, Kuznetsov, yeah. you've um, back to the shuttle. Uh, you've hooked on to the side. Schneider's got the shuttle in the right place. Horatio, you're scanning everything, and you go to make your. You know, you're getting as close as you can. There's probably, you know, the 40 feet, 30 feet kind of distance. Uh, and you realize, Schneider, that's probably as close as you can safely get uh, whilst matching its very small kind of movements. And Kuznetsov will need a mobility role for you to make your way across... There is no way this goes badly at all. <laughs> uh, you'll be fine. Just gonna yeah. throw myself that, into the face. What's that? What's that? Hey. I can hear hey. it. <laughs> okay, so you kind of. I tell you, if I find a bee in my spacesuit, we're having words. Possibly outside the spaceship. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Okay, so you like leap across. Yep. Activate the maglock on my boots. Yep. You grab onto the side of the pod. And you kind of scrape kind of accumulated dust particles. And this gloved hand is kind of pressing on the window. Um, and as you kind of clear it off and you look inside, you see a skinless working Joe sitting in the seat. The co the pilot seat of this little ship. There is an android without a blue rubber skin, but little LED lights blinking at you. And it's kind of moves like, like this, waving at you. And Anything we else in there or just that? Just that, just that. Not good. Okay, we will go back over to the base. Solaris, Makovsky, what are you going to do? I did um, not get proper communication, so I'm still with uh, Joseph and Joanna. I'm heading towards him as fast as I can. But, uh... Okay, you see in the distance, um, Makovsky, you see uh, Josephine. Uh, enter the corridor where you're standing and then turn and run whoo, fast down the corridor away from you towards the main 
chamber in a way that working Joes don't behave. That is not right. Joseph, did you see that? I took it to Joseph, the robot. He says, working Josephine has a problem with her voice box. However, otherwise she is working within normal parameters. No, she just ran very fast. Working Josephine has a problem with her voice box. Otherwise, she is working within normal parameters. You see his, his hands grip his pulse rifle a bit tighter. <laughs> no, she's not. You Now stand down. Solaris, you come around the corner as Murkowski is saying, stand down to um, working Joseph, who brings down his shotgun. Working Josephine has a problem with her voice box. Otherwise, she is working within normal parameters. And we shall finish our episode there. <laughs> cool. Okay, right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Sorry, it's getting a bit late here uh, in the UK. Uh, and it's quite cold outside. <laughs> um, so thank you, everyone, for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed that. Uh, perhaps enjoyed it enough to come and join us over on Garblag Games Twitch channel sometimes. We had the funky Baba Ganoush and Azimuth follow us. So thank you very much. Um, we have got next Thursday, episode two of this show. Hopefully you'll come back and see um, what happens to the working Joes in the base and the team out in space um until then check out all the other wonderful games that are on free league publishing channel uh i know the lollygaggers come over and do some stuff um the defenders of cobol um and uh some other uh, grim and perilous diesel guys Dude, diesel, shot. diesel shot yes yes they just finished they just did a three-parter didn't they finishing on halloween uh, which was all kinds of crazy uh, marine fun and remote-controlled aliens. It's cool. Anyway, um, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we've been Garblad Games. Come over and check all our stuff out as well. Um, the maps I create for the show uh, and any other content, um, we give away to our patrons as well. So small pitch before we go. Um, all the people who support us make everything that we do possible. All the gear, kit and equipment, the games, the software that we use. Um, they're amazing people and we love them very much. Um, and if you want to come and check over, check out over at patreon.com forward slash Garblad Games um, to see how you can support us. And you can get some cool stuff like all the maps from our last Alien show, um, from Dragonlance show, from various other shows. And all the maps that I show here will be giving away on our Patreon as well. So please go and check that out and join us on our Discord. We've got nearly 300 people on our Discord chatting about role-playing, uh, about our shows. They're playing games on there. Um, there's channels for venting, <laughs> talking about movies, all kinds of stuff. So come and check out our Discord as well, which if you go over to our Twitch channel, you can find in the about. And if you're watching this back on YouTube, there is a link in the video description below. Okay, right. Thank you to my awesome players. 
thank you for getting into it and once again leaning fully into the alien world it's absolutely great and uh, the the russian world the upp i wanted to do something slightly different um and thank you to our lovely audience who have been chatting away in the chat um so thank you very much and we will see you next week for episode two of alien desolation's edge stay safe everybody